Yo, 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 yo. Hey, the fuck, yo. What's up, everybody? It's the All Day Every Day Show. God, I can't even hear myself. With All Day AJ and homie Manny Rollins. Go, boys. You know what's cracking in this corner? In our week number 10 NFL reactions. Finally, we've reached the double digit mark. As always, fellas, powered by Dimers. If you want to support the show, head over to www.dimers.com backslash A-D-E-D to directly support the show. We got some great deals on sportsbooks. Caesar Sportsbook is a risk-free bet up to $5,000 when you use code ALLDAY at checkout. And if you haven't heard already from my voice, it is a little busted up from our Auburn University trip that we just returned from today. An absolute banger. We have a great video on the way. My ears haven't even popped from the pressure of the airplane yet. That's problem number one. But that does not matter. We are here in week number 10. Finally, the double-digit mark. And let's get it popping. We just ended this Monday night football showdown between a divisional matchup between the Rams in uh, San Francisco taking on the 49ers. And a game that... Most people probably thought the Rams were going to win. They obviously, except for me, except for our our minus four and a half alternate spread better over here. The 49ers take this Monday night showdown in their first win since week six of last year. Their first home win, thirty-one to ten. I mean, this was just a much needed win for the 49ers. A much needed win for Jimmy Garoppolo to keep getting his swagger back. He's been leading this 49ers team as of lately pretty fucking well. Um, a couple just. Weird takeaways. A lot of people could be overreacting to this Rams loss, and they got a couple moving pieces in. Like this is just not a good spot for the for the Rams to win this game at all. Going to Levi Stadium, they lost the last time they were there. 49ers come off of seven straight home losses. Like they had, they got to get one. You got moving pieces. Leonard Floyd's new. Von Miller played his first game. Odell's in the mix. Like there's just a lot of moving pieces. You just lost. You just lost Robert Woods in practice. Like this. This is one of those games where it's, on a short week, it's just a bad spot for the Rams. I'm not too worried about it. I've been seeing some people take some digs at Matthew Stafford. Obviously, two picks. Hello, Jimmy Ward. How you fucking doing, boss? But I'm not I'm not too worried for the Rams. It's just, it's just a big win for the 49ers and a really good spot for them. That's really my takeaway on this game. I was taking some shots at Matthew Stafford. I mean, <laughs> the 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 big thing that led to um that led to those that loss against the Titans was his turnovers. Yep. And then what do we do in the first deep ball of the game? What do we do? See, we throw a, a ball that is in nowhere near the vicinity of Odell Beckham Jr. And then it obviously turns into an easy turnover and it leads to points. So Matthew Stafford, uh, obviously in my book, is getting someone to blame here. But at the end of the day, the Rams still had a great offensive day with us figuring out that Cooper Cup is still the guy. Right. It doesn't matter Matthew Stafford is, um, I say it every week, he is still continuing to favor Cooper Cup. I, I would even say, it's, it's, I think it's just honestly just great coaching on Sean McVay's part because he knows they're scheming for him. They're running Van Jefferson off. They're running, they use Odell as a decoy for the majority of the night, which was just genius. They're running Odell on double moves, just a decoy, Cooper Cup across the middle. They're just, they just do great, they just great scheme work, get Cooper Cup the ball. Like, I mean, it, Matthew Stafford doesn't deserve a little bit of the blame. Like, the pick wasn't. It was a bad pick. I mean, him and Odell looked they weren't on the same page. Odell was trying to break back to the ball because it was scramble drill and, and Stafford thought he was gonna go over the top. Still a long punt. Like defensively, we gotta be able to stop him. They let up a 10-minute drive for a touchdown after that. Like that just cannot happen. Greasy brought up a great point on the recap is they can't they have they have trouble stopping the run all year. And like I've said over time and time and time again, Super Bowl teams can run the ball and stop the run. 
Now, the Rams can run the ball a little bit, but stopping the run has been a huge problem for them so far. Something I'm going to watch the continue the season. All right, let's go to the Sunday night game. And we actually saw this down there in Auburn. Um, this was fun to watch. We got to kind of chill out a little bit, um, kind of digress from the big weekend that we had down yeah. there. The Chiefs in Vegas taking on the Raiders. And Kilkenny was actually at this game. And he watched a Deshaun Jackson uh, terrible fumble Bruh. and uh, that, that would have ultimately led to a touchdown. And the Chiefs easily stamped their mark. Patrick Mahomes with 406 yards and five touchdowns. The Chiefs stamped their mark that maybe they're back. Chiefs 41, Raiders 14. Hey, let's fucking go. Chiefs kingdom. We needed this badly. I faded y'all this week. Fuck me. 41-14, big dub. Look at Daryl Williams hey, emerging as the fucking... Just I wouldn't even say the star, just the piece that this offense was missing that they needed. No, no shame to Clyde Everly Lair at all. But there's just things that Daryl Williams can do that he can't. I mean, CHA isn't getting nine catches for 101 yards and a moss of a touchdown. Right. Also running the ball, averaging about four yards to carry. Then not the best running numbers, but you see three of Patrick Mahomes' touchdowns were on play actions. Mm -hmm. Just because you are aware that Daryl Williams is a weapon, even Gore too is running the ball well. They're doing a lot of great things now. Look at that defense. Look at that secondary flying around, having probably their best week. Hello, let's fucking go, Chiefs. Are we back? This, I mean, and you noticed, especially when we watched this game. Right? I mean, we we had a, a lot of credit here that we got to give to that Chiefs offense. So obviously, oh. we talked about Mahomes, but then you have Travis Kelsey that's oh breaking God. out for over 100 yards. And then you have Tyreek Hill, who's getting the first touchdown of the game, and then later is getting another one. So yep. he's got two. How about I saw a bet from Dimers that, that they tweeted out. It was like a Pringle. Seven some, touchdown score. Seven touchdown score yeah. plus 5,000. <laughs> Who the hell is betting that? Like, what? what is the thought I process? I feel like you're just chasing your first touchdown bet over and over. Like, <laughs> all right, second, third, fourth, fifth. Nah, but that, that's just such a good song for the Chiefs. I'm I'm, I'm going to get a little more quiet with, like, Derek Carr. What's up with you? I think this is a different theme with you. Like, every time you guys go down by like, a score or two, you start pressing. Really fucking bad pick in the third quarter there. Then Deshaun Jackson, buddy, we, we're coming back now. We're coming. You stop running. Literally, just stop running. Well, well, I just do not and, under in a million years. Like your cousin, uncle, auntie, they must have all had Chiefs money line because there's just no way you stop running right there. We're also leaving out the fact that you had Raiders spread. I just can't believe it. Just can't believe it. I mean, I, I, just a bad, just a bad bet. I guess I have a great spot, short line, team that looks bad, got a home. I, DJx. We digress, DJ. This is de bad decisions by Derek Carr. The DJx just after that DJx fumble, the game was fucking over, and I, I just, I, uh, just, I'm done with it. I'm done. And they lose 41 to 14. Maybe the Chiefs are back offensively. Let's head to our Sunday afternoon slate, and we'll start with Manny's Philadelphia Eagles. We had a couple birds fans down there at Auburn University. Sure. The Eagles in Denver, and they win this one 30 to 13. Devontae Slim Reaper Smith, baby. Highest graded wide receiver that week. Hell of a game. He's been open every game. If you watch the all 22s that the Eagles, that, oh, I forget what channel it was. I think it's the Eagles or one, oh, whatever. But if you watch the all 22s, he's been open and just cooking, cooking corners. Every single week, another big improvement week for Jalen Hurts wasn't his best game by the H any stretch of the imagination, but taking care of the ball. The pick, people like, Oh, the pick was, uh, I mean, the dude was right in his face. I think he hit his right arm as well. I mean, if he gets to throw off how he wanted to, Quez Watkins is literally running away for another breakaway touchdown. But Quezzy Quez, bro, we got to catch the tutty that that Jalen threw in the bucket for you. That makes his stats look that much better. But hey, defense play well, we're flying around. Big Slay, baby. Yeah, it was a yeah. big play. Yo, fourth and one. We get the stop anyway. He grabs it, 
drops it, grabs it again, spin around. Fletcher Cox is just watching, like, yo, what the fuck is this guy doing? He, all the way down the field for Mary Reese on the call. We're in the call. We heard, we were in the call. We heard that. Fucking dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, 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 big win for my birds as we continue just to, I guess, grow a little bit. Improvement. Hey. We ran the ball 40 times. I was just going to say, I was literally just going to bring up. We ran the ball 40 we've times. We've been touching on the fact that the Eagles don't run the ball, and they have 214 yards on the ground the this game. Bro, what the fuck? You have two running backs that had over 80 yards. That's so weird. Boston Scott's averaging 7.5 yards a carry. You fucking kidding me? Hey, Jordan Howard should, this just goes to show, Jordan Howard should Attaboy. not have been a practice squad, no, a practice squad player for hey, this long. That, that, okay? To be fair, that running back room was deep. Just yeah, there was but so no, no, but he, but he was slept on. He was slept on. Right. Absolutely. But they, they wanted him back. But that's a huge win on the road for the Eagles. Broncos, uh, you know, they've been kind of going in a, in a little seesaw for a little while. So a game that many people probably could have easily picked the Broncos at home. Yep. You get a lot of time of possession for the Eagles. You get Jalen Hurts figuring out his offense a little bit better. And now we can kind of officially say we might have some more buyers for Jalen Hurts and we might have sellers. That's my takeaway for this Eagles win. We'll go to our one o'clock slate and go right down the chute. All right, keep it with the NFC East. The Cowboys hosting the Falcons after a brutal loss to those that same Broncos team last week. They come back and just dominate a 43 to three route over the Falcons. I mean, this game, you could just tell this game was fucking personal for the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, man. very. Per- I mean, they're going on. They're going for fourth and fives in their own and their own zone. They're going for fourth and threes. Super aggressive start. Honestly, but it was a good game. Like for the first quarter, it was a good game. Kyle Pitts had 52 yards in the first quarter. That a boy. I think it was like seven three to end the first. They're in there. Then they get the touchdown by Zeke. Then they get the second touchdown by Zeke. And then the floodgates kind of open. Trayvon Diggs is his pick. And it's just an absolute slaughter in the big, big Jerry's world. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. They cover spreads. They win games. I don't think they're stopping anytime soon. CD's going to be CD. Dak's going to be Dak. Tony and Zeke are going to do the thing. Just another typical Cowboys dub. And it just pains me to say it. But, I mean, your NFC East champions, very possibly your NFC champions and – I'm, I mean, not ready, look, I'm not ready to say third one yet, but right. But when and I know where you're going with that. I mean, when you see what this offense can do when they put everything together, it's scary, it's scary right? I mean, you you're looking at Tony Pollard, who is just able to do everything they need from him, and and, and Zeke is capable of doing the same thing, right? You have and just, even watching this game, Tony's great out of the backfield, but he he's a guy that you want to catch the ball out of the yep. backfield. And, and Zeke is obviously capable of that too. And then when you have your receivers go on top of that and Dak's able to deal with, this mean, is, this is what we talked about. Every analyst, every guy on ESPN, everybody was saying when this team can finally just put the pieces together, connect the dots, they're going to be perfect. And this is a game that was not only a huge bounce back game, but Hey, the, this is what it looks like when we connect the dots, and, and they not, did exactly not to be, that. Not to be understated at all. I mean, that wide receiver core was already nasty, but getting Michael Gallup back is going to be something oh, to yeah. watch down the stretch here. All right, so to the Titans. The Titans host the Saints, and they win this one in a very, very, very tight game, 23-21. to 21. Hey, Trevor Simeon, man. You got a, you got another shot, yeah, I mean, yeah, Trevor Simeon, great job. Efficient football. Took care of it. Did your job. Brian Johnson, make an extra point, bro. We lose by two points. You missed two of them. Trevor's doing his job. Can you at least finish it for him, please? My God. But, I mean, like the, the Titans, I just I, – I, I'm really loving what I see out of this team. I'm really liking Mike Vrabel. When you lose your star player, you need your other guys to step up. They got spe- a special team turnover with a fumble. You need – AP came in and played well. 
ran some trick plays. I think, I think they ran one throwback to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown got a handoff as well, got creative, made some plays. That's what you need from a team that's missing their star player. I said this last week on the reaction show. If they can keep playing like this without Derrick Henry, there's a little bit of hope that they can get him back for the playoffs, correct? I mean, they might not even fucking need him. It doesn't look I mean, great. They're... It doesn't look great. But the way that AFC is going to turn out, the way these players might be a little crazy because it's a 17-game season, you got COVID, all these injuries going on. They, they just get in there. They have a high seat, get some home field. They can make something happen with or without Derrick Henry, in my personal opinion. They're just a team that is able to get scrappy wins when it matters. Yep. Right? So we looked at that Rams game, and that was a game they should not have won. I mean, Rams were minus 350 on the money line to win that game. That's disgusting. Now, this one was obviously a little bit different because, you know, we don't have any Jameis. We, there's some banged up. Mark Ingram just came here, right? How, see, how can he fit back in? He was playbook? hooping, by the way. And he's coming back just like he's been there before. Um, but it, it, it was just, you're looking at this Titans team, and they're just finding a way. Somehow, some way, they have a winning culture right now. And that there is a winning mentality, the one, the one and they're thing, getting the job done. One thing done. that does hurt this Titans team without having Derrick Henry, they had to settle for a lot of field goals. I'm pretty sure it was a four of them, and that almost cost them the game. They got to find a way to punch it in there without Derrick Henry. That's right. All right, so Carson Wentz and the Colts hosting the Jaguars. Carson Wentz doesn't really do much today, but he's able to lead his team to a 23-17 victory over the Jags. Jonathan Taylor just wants us to cl- claim him as a top three back in this league so bad. I think this was his seventh straight, sixth straight, 100-yard game with a touchdown. What the fuck, JT? You're on one. But, hey, we make a lot of fun of Urban Meyer and the boys down in Jacksonville. But can we admit one thing? They're competing. Yes, they are. That defense is yes, turning around. Yes, they are. They're staying in games. I mean, let's go, Jacksonville. I mean, there's something to be a little bit excited about. Maybe Urban Meyer doesn't need to go back to college football. Maybe he was more than the CEO. Hey, now. Jacksonville's here. Another big scrap win for the Colts. Pretty much all I have in that game. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's one of those games that was kind of a pretty predictable and boring game. It's so, it, but, no, 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 I'm not even gonna get into it. I'm not gonna get into it. Big Red, I love you though. You know, Jonathan Taylor is just a a guy that is. I feel like he's got to be one of the most underrated or overlooked running backs this season because you put your top guys up there, and it's just so easy to say four or five guys right before you're even like, oh, shit, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, my God. I, hey, I should say him, too. Like you said in Auburn, these guys might know what the fuck they're talking about. We were big JT guys to start the season when we were doing fantasy, couple Twitch streams. We are saying, hey, JT's primed for a big year. I mean, hey, like you said, these guys might know what the fuck they're hey, talking hey, about. Hey, right, right. This, we follow our <laughs> mottos, right? Easy win for the Colts. Hey, Carson Wentz and the boys. All right, to another route, another surprising route of our Sunday slate, the Patriots hosting the Browns. And boy, oh, boy. Baker Mayfield is not that guy. Patriots 45, Browns 7. Brownies, you're just breaking my heart every single fucking week. The Ernest Johnson came out first drive. He's getting busy. Baker Mayfield first drive. He's getting busy. Though it touched on a hooper on the fir- on a fourth down in the red zone. And after that, where the fuck did we go? We couldn't stop Mac Jones for anything. I mean, that kid looks great. But I mean, we need like this going to the season, this Browns defense was. Everyone was saying it was top three, even possibly the best defense in football. That is not the – or absolutely on the bottom half of the, of the defensive spectrum to go on this year. But here's the debate now. Mac Jones, offensive rookie of the year over Jamar Chase. I mean, he looks poised. He's in command. He's making all the throws. I mean, it seems like every week he hits Kendrick Bourne on one of these double moves, crazy play, bound to happen. I'm a buyer for this Mac Jones offensive rookie of the year, even just because Jamar Chase might end up having a better, more flashy year. But the narrative with Mac Jones being a quarterback and the way he's leading this team, I mean, they're probably going to get in the playoffs. They have a chance to win that AFC East, and people are sleeping on that possibility as well. 
including myself. I was I was not fucking with the Mac attack after that little twist the ankle last week, and I'm still a little sour about it. But hey, I'm gonna give you your flowers. Good game, offensive rookie of the year. I'm I mean, right now. this just sucks for the Browns because we are we have been Browns backers I, 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 since the beginning I, I, of the season. So no where did that where whatever you guys did last year at the in, in towards the end of the season and into the early half of the playoffs, where's that team? I mean. Where's the Baker I was hyping up? Right. I mean, if you look at the pick he threw, that he's throwing it to three three blue jerseys. Right. He should have threw a second pick on the very next drive. On it through a corner route horribly. That actually would have been a 25-yard gain if he actually made the throw. Baker, bro. I said you were up there with Josh Allen to start the year. What the fuck was I on? Yeah, now now I know because we had our we had our you we know, had we our did, debates. We had our Twitch debates. We about had our that. debates. But all right, to our another uh divisional matchup here. The Bills in MetLife taking on the Jets. And again, here's our predictable game. Here's an easy, easy win for the Bills, 45-17 to 17 over the Jets. But Bills already had their chances at predictable games. Last week, nice. last week we had a predictable win and we did it. So but they, they come back, you know, Josh Allen, huge day, and the Bills get this easy, easy 45-17 to 17 win. I mean, Stefan Diggs just being Stefan Diggs. There was a point, I think it was 10-3, the Jets just scored a field goal. Diggs gets a 48, 40-yard 40 fade route. A couple plays later in the red zone, hits him on the fade for a touchdown. Listen, the, the Jets were in it. I mean, Mike White, those four picks, no touchdowns. We were in this game. It was 17-3, about two minutes left. Mike White hits a frozen rope to Corey Davis across the middle. We're in field goal range. We're rolling like it's momentum. Corey Davis fumbles it. And that pretty much was the game. The Bills come out in the second half, score right away, and we'll see you later, New York. That's all you got. They, they, the thing about the Jets is, They'll they will compete for a little bit. People compete this with the games. They will compete for a little bit. Then it's like one play here, the floodgates open, and they just can't close them. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say on this game. We knew this was going to be a win. We just needed to see if Josh Allen could lead his team to a bounce back win and do it in a grand fashion. And obviously, he had a very, very, very large game and did exactly what we what we thought. Hey, he was the the Bills do. let some teams hang around. They let Jacksonville hang around. The Jets were hanging around for one half. The third quarter, they blew that thing open, but. Someone might catch him lacking down the stretch here. Someone might catch him lacking. All right, two of the probably most shocking game of the weekend. The Lions looking for their first win, and, and this game turns into a tie in Pittsburgh 16-16. The Lions have done all but win this season. All but win. They have gotten eight losses, and now they have a tie. They literally have done everything but win a football game. 16-16 tie in Heinz Field. I mean, DeAndre Swift is a fucking problem. He's out here hurdling folks. He'll run you over. He'll juke you out. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Khalif Raymond two weeks in a row for the Lions. I mean, our leader, Jared Goff, we played four quarters of football. Our leader. We, we, we played four quarters of football. He ended regulation with 54 yards passing. That has to be hard to do. Like, come, like 54 yards passing in four Quarters. A Sean McVay offense does not let that happen, by the way. Come on, brother. Mason Rudolph was doing the job for a little bit here. He was doing the job a little bit here. Missed the touchdown that was wide open in the red zone that came back to bite him in the ass. And then this becomes the sloppiest game of all time in overtime. Missed field goals. Deontay Johnson fumbled, which on a play that could have possibly ended the game with a field goal. Pat Fryer move I fumbled that could have possibly ended the game. We're we're it was a missed field goal for the Lions and another bad play, horrible penalties back and forth. 
the Steelers aren't aren't horrible. They're not great, but these are just two teams. Like the Steelers literally won to handle the first one. Like here, just have it. We've got Mason Rowe this week. No big Ben for COVID. Like we can take this L. And we just can't, like the Lions just can't take it. My uncle's a diehard Lions fan. I actually really wanted to, I wanted to call him so bad after I saw the result. Yeah, you did. What, just let me know what you're thinking right now. Cause I don't know what to think. This is just ridiculous. I mean, Poor damn Campbell. He said there's there was improvement. We got improvement from this week. I, I feel you, but at the same time, I don't because we got we just gotta find a way to win that game. That's right. Yeah, it's just a scrappy game that ends up a, a just embarrassing. I almost if I'm a Steelers fan, I call that a loss because you gotta Oh no, it's a loss. It's a loss. I mean you're you're starting your starting running back doesn't even know that doesn't know it's only one overtime. He has no he has no idea. The middle part of me is like, are these guys some of these guys are so good that they don't even watch football, they just play and he's like, I actually really had no idea this was more than one OT. I don't know, but that's just a fucking it's shit. It's definitely fuck something to look into now because I mean how do we not, not know? Not how do we how do we not know in, in the post game press where he's like <laughs> I didn't even know we stopped. Like, why did we stop? I'm like, yeah, that's so funny. Like, you're on the field and you're like, wait, why are we stopping? Game's over. <laughs> so yeah, it's over, boss. All right, to uh, the shocking upset of the weekend, NFC East, Washington football team, Taylor Heineke, and the football team take down Brady and the Bucks, 29-19. But that is not the highlight of this game. The highlight of this game is Chase Young, gone and done for the season what a big blow for this this football team here but it's something to think about because this defense is what we highlighted at the very beginning of the season what did they do last year against the bucks to kind of almost knock them out of the playoffs what was it it wasn't the offense it was the defense and they came out there they fought hard on defense and they they got the win an easy win here i'm actually so surprised that, that the Bucks did not roll here. I am so surprised. We saw the football team that I said was going to win the NFC East. Facts, we did see it right here I mean, today. We get, we get a, a big fumble early. We're flying around. Next possession, we pick Brady off. We score on both of those turnovers. I mean, they look good early. They have some, I mean, Football team has some good weapons that I like that are really underrated. McKissick's very good. DeAndre Carter makes some plays. They were flying around, getting pressure up the middle on Brady, made him uncomfortable all day long, and to cap it off, a 19-play drive to seal the game. Gibson made some big first-down runs. Obviously, you no know, Scary Terry got the two big first downs. They took a big hit on the one in the red zone. Ate that bitch. Let's fucking go, Terry. Big win for Taylor Haneke and the boys. Let's go. Can we build some momentum here? I mean, the football team and the, and the birds are right in the NFC playoff race. That third, that third wildcard spot is very much possibility, and those are these are the big ones that they needed to solidify that spot. Yeah, because that's a game that Instead of, you know, you're three and six now as the football team, that's an easy, you know, that's an easy two and seven right there. I remind, it, reminds, it reminds me of when you guys got the upset. When that you, was it against the Rams? It was the Rams and the Seahawks. Two big wins. Did you guys get the Seahawks last year? Yeah, last year. Two big wins. Y'all, got, y'all started turning around. We're right in it. Should have made it playoffs. I mean, I can see the football team doing the same thing. Same thing. And the Eagles are right in that boat, too. Yeah, All right. Fun. So over to our now eight and two Cardinals football team, right? Yeah, yep. They are not able to hold off Cam Newton's debut. What did he say? I'm back. I'm back. Two plays and two touchdowns for Cam Newton. But that he was not the he was not the quarterback of the day. That was Temple, former Temple and hey, XFL PJ Walker. Hey, PJ. Panthers win this one 34 to 10 over the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, PJ Walker is that dude. Yes. <laughs> but hey, Cam, let's go, baby. Two touches early, two touchdowns. You see CMC dancing when Cam got in there? I've never seen. I've never seen Chris McCaffrey. Do hey, that. they want they it's want a leader something. and they got it, it, they got and you seen the one the little clip of him on the sideline already leading the whole team together. He's, like, he's kneeling down to the entire the whole, everybody the entire team. Been there he's for not one even week. on the field. He's still yo, hey, we're here, we're here, we're here. Been there for one week. So good to see CMC in action. I think it was really smart that they IR'd him. 
Because if you watch this game, he actually looked explosive. Like some guys, when they come off a hamstring, the first game back, it's like, okay, looks a little sloppy, a little slow. He'll still look explosive. He looks fine. I think it's so cool that Matt Rule has like four Temple guys with him. I mean, he has PJ, he has Robbie Anderson, Colin Thompson, Hassan Reddick, and they're all balling out for him. They got some brewing down there in Carolina. We got the hot take that said they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, I kind of said it was dumb, but I said this, it was dumb too. This defense keeps playing nasty. They got Cam back, got some swagger back. I mean, Chris McCaffrey is literally dancing doing the conor mcgregor walk i think got some swag there in carolina something might be happening down there and and can't you know it's it's all about getting that leader cam's there yes, and, and he's doing I, it wasn't still, sam Darnold. no it wasn't sam Darnold. and, and now who knows what the hell is gonna go what, what did i say <laughs> last week he's the next josh rosen josh rosen took a couple snaps this week okay we didn't mention that hey, hey. So it, <laughs> doesn't mean, it doesn't mean it's over for sam Darnold. it might not be over all right vikings next game here the vikings in los angeles taking on the chargers I thought the Chargers were better than this, and I totally thought Justin Herbert was too. The Vikings get this one, though, 27 to 20. The Vikings are not what their record says. This is a very scrappy team. When they're playing well, they're a team that can play with anybody. They're going to give people problems all year, the rest of the year, I promise you. Herbie's been struggling the past month or so. Had a big game versus the Birds. I mean, Jonathan Gannon, we'll talk about that. But besides, <laughs> besides that, he's he's been playing a little bit of sloppy football. I think the, the book's been out on Herbert. I mean, it's it's an obvious saying, but you get pressure up the middle on any quarterback, like, let's say in the pocket, it's not great for him. But even when he was rolling out today, he was still, or on Sunday, I keep doing that shit. He still wasn't the most comfortable. It just it doesn't seem like he's in a lot of sync right now. I don't really know what's going on down there, but it just doesn't seem like, it just seems a little off. He's missing some throws. Not he's not missing any bad throws, but it's a little off location. Eric kind of just had a diving pick. And just because he misses, he was behind his receiver just that little bit. And that's the, the place you haven't seen from her because he's been so sharp. Putting balls on a frozen rope from the opposite hash, 50 yards down the field. Even the little dip and dots, he's not missing any spots. So I think he'll be fine. It's just a young quarterback. I mean, it's his second year. Let's, right. be, let's be honest. He came in the year with a lot of expectations, and finally teams were able to get a lot of film on him. So you start to see teams start to get adjusted. They had the schemes for him. I, I think the Chargers are okay. They had their chance to kind of seal this division, though. The, the Casey's getting their little their, their swagger back. They're kind of falling off a little bit. A little alarming. The Vikings will be here to stay. I mean, oh, my God, I didn't even get to it. Justin fucking Jefferson. Hello. Couple diving catches getting the helm ripped off, still making plays, flexing on them. They didn't get a gritty in today, but we'll get our gritties in for the rest of the season. We did Attaboy, get no gritty. Yeah, I had to get in. Uh, if you didn't do it, I was going to get my Jay Jetta's uh, oh, like, Hold there. on. Let me get my guy in there. Yeah, that was a, a huge game there and, and, and a game that the Vikings almost need to win to solidify some type of respect. I mean, okay. one of the things that you've even said mostly with this Vikings team is they have they they're just like the Giants and this is why I'm highlighting this point is there was two seasons ago where the Giants had lost like six or seven games within like four points mm -hmm. or within the last six minutes of the game some stat like that where it's like at either it's either by a very low point margin or it's at the very end of the game where they just blow the game and the Vikings are in this same boat where you're keeping games so close you just can't execute at the end of the game so when you get a win like this you're looking at your record, you're four and five, but that easily could be six and three, Facts. something like that, Facts. right? So uh, a, a great win there for the Vikings, and maybe we can see some momentum here. Okay, let's get to, we got two games to go here. Packers in Green Bay, home game. I'm shaking as I'm saying that Aaron Rodgers back. All the COVID stuff yes, is sir. is just, is in, it's behind right now. No one was, it was a big, big margin. It's a, a huge talking point of this game, but Russell Wilson, Get shut out, shut out, seventeen to nothing, Packers. Think about that, guys. Russell Wilson has not been shut out, and he was today. 
uh, Sunday. God damn it. Yeah, just, in Green Bay, the Packers shut Russell Wilson out. DK Metcalf getting thrown out, trying to get a little sneaky, running yeah, back yeah, in the yeah, game. Yeah. Very, very weird. But again, our highlight of the game, my perspective, my takeaway is AJ Dillon. Keep moving those legs, yep. keep moving those legs, and get your ass in the end zone. Yeah, Russ looked a little rusty, rusty today. I mean, he literally healed himself way quicker than he was supposed to. Came back, tried to throw the bitch around in cold weather in Lambeau. I mean, that rusty starts a little bit predictable. I personally want to pour one out for Devontae Smith anytime touchdown betters. I saw a lot of Devontae Smith anytime touchdown. Devontae Smith anytime touchdown green made a win. I mean, seven catches, about 80 yards, had a lot of targets. He doesn't get in the end zone. You got to pour one out for our boys. <laughs> Seahawks aren't the Seahawks like the Seahawks. What is this? Three and six for them? Three and seven? They're not a three and six team. I'm sorry, they're not. They're going to be they're just like the Vikings. Like I said, they're going to be they're going to be causing fits for teams all year. It was three nothing until I think halfway through the third quarter, maybe two minutes after the third quarter, it was three nothing. They were right in this game. Russ had a really bad red zone pick. Then here comes Aaron Rodgers back again with a red zone pick, and the next possession, Seattle fumbles. I mean, it's just a sloppy game. The Seattle's are right there to be, have a chance to win this game. That's a big win for Green Bay, though. All everything going on with the COVID shit, they just lost Aaron Jones with the spring. Well, no, nah, he lost him in that game with the spring MCL. And AJ Dillon just steps up and is just a fucking beast. Like he just he, he looks like he almost. I'm gonna be careful saying this, but he almost looks like he could have a better fucking career bodybuilding than he could in the in football. I mean, he's he said fucking, I gotta be careful that's saying a, this. That's a big boy. Got the quads, got the chest, got the, all that shit going on for him. I would not want to tackle that man. I pre, I'm pretty sure I would low key want to tackle Derek Henry. Probably want to tackle OJ Dillon. Low key, like, like, that quad actually is a little. Yeah, too much there's there's uh, there's a lot. I'll, I'll say there's a lot of muscle on that field. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot uh, in, in this game here, but uh, I just have to highlight DK because you know mm-hmm. I gotta go over him Very because weird. I mean, you, first of all. This is a huge game for your team because Russell's back. I mean, you don't want, you know, you don't want Gino at the helm here for a game uh, in Gino. Green Bay. So you get Russell here, you get your boy back, and we can't say discipline. Uh, you get kicked out, and then you're running back on the field, and then the refs coming up to you like, "What are you doing?" You know, you kind of like, you kind of saw DK kind of being an asshole like that too when they played the Saints. And he was kind of bullying Marshawn, and he. Lattimore was getting the penalties on that because DK was like instigating it and then letting Marshawn get back. But DK was like a little bit of an asshole on the field there. I kind of like it. I mean, obviously, this was don't do what you did. I mean, this was don't, a don't, childish don't, part don't, of yeah, it. Don't, yeah, don't do that shit. But I like the little scrappiness and the, and the fire that he has played with it. Just got to be able to contain it a little bit, kind of like that Des Bryant kind of catalog thing like he has going on there. But all right, uh, let's get to our final game, the Thursday night slate. What the hell were we doing when we saw this game? I was locked in. We were at Skybar. Remember? That's I was, right. We were at Skybar. I was, it was, it was, they had UNC on in that game. I was fucking living. I had some Mickey's, yeah, bro. I was bro. chilling. I was yeah, we had dollar time. beer specials for this dollar game. Dollar beer special. I was having a great Auburn fucking time. Auburn University knows how to do it on Thursday with the dollar <laughs> beers and the Miami Dolphins in our shot. Again, I keep saying our shocking upset. Yep. Here it is. Our shocking upset. The Dolphins 22, the Ravens 10. What a weird, weird, weird game. The, the, the thing that we have to highlight in this game, and I know you're going to go more into this as well, but it's Lamar Jackson. Everyone's going to try to take that respect thing away that we, we've all been talking about is give Lamar respect, give Lamar respect. But then you're going to sit there and say, well, they just lost to the Dolphins here by 12. They shouldn't do that. I mean, it's the Dolphins. So you're going to say, oh, wait, you sh- we're not saying the MVP stuff. I mean, we got to give the man some help. Look, I get it. He didn't really have a great game. That's okay. That's okay. But you got to give him some help. I'm a guy that trusts my offensive line. Being a Giants fan, I know what it's like to have a really bad offensive line. <laughs> so looking at Lamar Jackson here, give the guy some help. Maybe we would have had a better outcome. Hey, Justin Tucker finally missed a field goal. That, that man is indeed human. That's just very good to see. He is indeed a human. He is not a robot. 
Finn's defense stepped up big time. They did. Big time. They're setting all out blitzes, like, consistently. That's the reason why Lamar Jackson couldn't really get busy, dipping out the pocket. Like, they're just sending constant safety blitz, corner blitz, linebacker blitzes. Holy shit. Honestly, Ravens fans, it's okay. This is another really bad spot for you guys and a really good spot for the Dolphins. This is a Dolphins team that believes they should be at the top of the AFC East before the season started. They're back in hard rock, need a dub. I mean, hold on. Hold on. Poor Jacoby Brissett. Not you're not you're you're literally winning the game. You're not playing bad. You're a little nicked up. Here comes Tua and B Flow's like, nah, fuck you. You need to sit the fuck over there because I don't I like this guy a little bit more right now. What the fuck is that? What is that QB room? Like, do you think they're cool? They're probably they're probably cool. But they got me a little bit going on, like, yo, like fuck this guy, bro. I was I was rolling. Like, what the fuck's going on here? I'm not too worried about the Ravens. I mean, listen, going into the season, we already knew. I mean, to me, they're still slightly overachieving, in my opinion. Just because going into the season, how much they lost and all the shit that was going on. I mean, they're fine, in my opinion. Saving Howard made a fucking hell of a play. Strip Sammy Watkins, grabs the strip, takes it to the crib, pretty much ends the game. It's a huge win for the Dolphins because, I mean, it was getting loud down there. It was getting loud for Brian Flores. It was getting loud for Jacoby and too. I mean, let's just calm it down a little bit in Miami. We've got some potential down there. I really like what I've been seeing from Jalen Wilder. Oh, I really like what I see from Jalen Wilder as well. That kid is a fucking problem. Will be a problem for a very long time. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the highlight is just the fact that the Ravens somehow found a way to lose this game. Um. Lamar Jackson has has to do everything again. And, you know, it goes back to the point of not having any help. That is our Week 10 slate. We had my Giants on the bye. We'll see them next week. They're taking on the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Primetime on Monday night. Hopefully Manning and uh, and May, the Manning cast is on for that. But I don't think it is. Uh, but we'll talk about the Bears, the Bengals, the Giants, and the Texans next week after they get off their buys. And that is our Week 10 NFL Reactions. If you want to follow uh, everything that comes out from our reaction videos and this Auburn vlog that is going to be such a banger, follow us on the Twitter page at 8080podcast and the Instagram at 8080pod. We got a bunch of pictures up. We overloaded the Instagram this weekend, so I hope you guys like that pictures. And uh, if you do so, hit that double tap double tap on Instagram and give us those likes. And I hit the follow button on there. We're trying to pump that, uh, that follow button in there over on on Instagram. And we got some other cool content going on on the TikTok. If you want to follow the TikTok, head over to the Auto Everyday Show on TikTok. We got some funny content. Manny was playing some golf, funny little stupid things going on. I'm trying to switch it up, make some new content here. Tiger Woods in the bunker. Exactly. It doesn't matter, um, you know, that that we're posting clips and this and that on Twitter and Instagram. We're doing a whole different thing on the TikTok. So go over there and 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 follow that and get us to a thousand because if we get to a thousand, we can start going live on TikTok. And if you want to see us live, head over to our Twitch. Now that we're back from Auburn, we got two weeks before we head to Los Angeles, beautiful Los Angeles, California. So during that time, we're going to be streaming, having some fun, making some bets all on stream. Guys, we're loving this. We just came back from a long travel weekend and in two, we get two weeks and then we get to go do it again. We are so excited this was a, such an eye-opening weekend for us to show us Bear. that we are actually out there fucking doing this. Bear. It is the coolest thing in the world, and we thank you so, so much for being a part of it. As always, stay great, be great, because you fucking are. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and the homie Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs, and you can call me All Day AJ. We had a blast in Auburn. Can't wait till LA. See you later, boys.